2: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
3: Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween, Chris.
2: What's going on, man?
3: Oh, brother. Uh what a fantastic weekend of college football. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely killer. I could not ask for anything more. Brown Yeti's already in. He said, "Sup, fellas? What is up?" Indeed, uh, we have got so much to discuss. Uh, Braves up three-one on the Astros in the World Series. Uh, not a not a bad ball game, you know. Last night, I was I was pretty excited about how uh, things went down with that. Uh, had that on one of the TVs, and you know, um, it it still feels strange having baseball finish right in the middle of college football and then of course there's all these other things going on as well with UFC in the middle of the day and whatever else but uh all in all I mean just a a fantastic weekend on Halloween weekend you knew some crazy stuff was going to happen and we certainly got it Chris how was your Halloween weekend or how has it been thus far
2: I mean it was fine uneventful took the kids Friday night to the zoo and uh yesterday did nothing
3: so i have not been to zubu in a couple of years now is zubu still like uh uh kind of uneventful or is it you know a whole lot of fun like what have they changed up anything in it i have no
2: idea i haven't, I haven't been <laughs> in a couple of years until this year and it was fine i mean it was fine it was fine for kids i mean you know yeah if you were if there were plenty of grown-ups walking around like by themselves without children like that's a it's a pretty lame afternoon evening that's kind of what um, I feel like yeah you, you you could have you could have found many other options in the memphis area to go do as a grown-up if you want to dress up and kind of let the whore out that's fine um <laughs> the zoo's probably not the place for it and um and, and Were they, a lot of they, people
3: dressed like a, a little a little skanky on on a friday evening for for zubu
2: yeah Really? But, that's, but that's all Halloween is for adults. If, once you yeah. hit like nineteen, once you hit like seventeen, you're you're just it's just a night to be able to let the whore out. Okay, yeah. you just we just all just pull our cock out and and we just just wear whatever you want and and look like a moron, and that's fine. Some people look super <laughs> hot, some people look ridiculous. It's whatever. That's Ugly what people is. like me who look like a troll dress ridiculous to kind of hide and cover up who they are, and then people who look attractive for the most part it gives them an excuse to pull their tits and balls out
3: there you go did you uh did you dress up this year
2: uh so our family did like a they the girls wanted to do a wizard of oz thing uh you know i wore some jeans and boots and and you know my, straw hat my, my, and whatnot. yeah my they bought me a straw hat you know <laughs> I, I i listen i i was the same thing i am on this show and every other day i was a brainless idiot <laughs>
3: Well, I love you more than that, so I won't call you a brainless idiot. Uh, no, that's fine. But I, uh, I was Jack Skellington last night. My wife was Sally, and uh, and Lincoln went as, uh, good gracious, what is it? The the Spider Man that's like in the black suit. What is it? Miles Morales. Yeah. So he he went as that, but he's also got a blippy costume that he. W- we have been to so many trunk or treats and whatnot from Thursday through whatever, and then tonight is actual trick or treating in the neighborhood. So, it's uh it's gonna be mayhem, I would imagine. Uh, Chris, we had... Uh, so, I counted eight top 25 teams. I had somebody else that said that nine top 25 teams lost yesterday. Uh, five of them were two unranked teams. And we have got three undefeateds that lost yesterday. That leaves us with six. The three undefeateds that lost, San Diego State, Michigan, and SMU. And the ones that are left. Georgia, Oklahoma. I think we probably could have called that, you know, at the beginning of the season. And we have Michigan State wake forest utsa and cincinnati kenneth walker the third used to play for wake forest and now That's plays right. for michigan state and both of them are undefeated so i i wonder if maybe there was some kind of a trade-off there <laughs>
2: well it's it's a it's a definite um i i don't think Kenneth walker would be the same guy if he was at wake forest just because of the right. offense that they run he wouldn't be getting the touches Agreed. And he knew that, which is why he wanted to transfer. He wanted to run, he wanted to go to a pro-style offense that ran the football because he knew what he was capable of doing. And if he stayed at Wake Forest, nobody would know his name.
3: No, you have got that right. So, let's uh lots to discuss, of course, this morning. So, uh let's go ahead and do the rundown right quick. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. You can find everything you need to know about us over there, every show that we do, etc. Uh to go there, make sure you are subscribed. I see a lot of people live this morning, so go ahead and make sure that you like the video for us. That certainly helps us out on YouTube. This uh, this Sunday morning show is live on YouTube, and then it goes out to the other platforms, so... You know, join us every Sunday morning. We have a good time here, knocking this thing out. It's always fun to uh, rehash what happened on Saturday, and uh, and sometimes you know the Friday night games if there's any worth discussing, etc. So, uh, go ahead and subscribe, like the video, like I said, share it out, jump into the chat. We've already got Ball Python Love in here, Zach Two, Brown Yeti, etc. You guys jump in, and you can be a part of the conversation. You can help drive the narrative. Uh, Antoine Johnson jumped in, and said, "Morning, fellas. Good morning. It's always good to see the crew in here." having a good time on the Sunday morning shows uh let's see we uh oh 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 Chris hosts the SBR sports picks college football show and you can find that on Twitter as of right now it'll be back on YouTube eventually uh, but go ahead and make sure that you are signed up for their Twitter account and for their YouTube I host the bet US college football show that's on Wednesdays and Thursdays and there's a link in the description to those so make sure you are signed up and uh, and you can hear even more college football thoughts throughout the week from yourself and uh and myself. So, let's uh let's go ahead and talk about who sponsors the show and that would be BetUS. They are America's premier sports book and you go over there and sign up with the promo code NCAAF2021. They're going to give you a 125% sign up bonus up to $2500 and it is sports book exclusive. I tell you every time out. It's an amazing deal. Make sure and take advantage of it. It's awesome. Uh Larry Pilgrim knows what's up. He, he tosses in the thumbs up. He said, yes, indeed, BetUS. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, BetUS, where the game begins. Sign up. Use the promo code. There is a link in the description. You can click that. It's going to toss the promo code in there for you. so you don't even have to remember the words that I'm telling you. All right, let's go ahead and do it. We have got some magnificent games to break into. Michigan State 37, Michigan 33. It would, it would be criminal to not lead off with this game because it was the best game of Saturday. Michigan had a 70% uh, post-game win expectancy in this game, but they settled for four field goals. Michigan State turned the ball over two times early, and Michigan turned the ball over two times late. This was uh, an interesting... The tale of the game, of course, Michigan State was a four-point underdog. Uh, Michigan State won drive points, uh, and for those that are unaware, that is... 60 plus yard drives. They won those 30 to 14. They won rushing yards, 199 to 146. They had no fourth down failures. Uh, Michigan had two, so those are effectively turnovers. Michigan won yardage in this game, Chris, 552 to 395. Uh, They won yards per play, 6.7 to 6. And Michigan won third downs, 47% to 31%. But again, had to settle for four field goals. Uh, that's that's going to cost you at some point when you get into tight ball games. This was a magnificent football game. the The star players showed out. It was everything that you could hope that it would be. Uh, Andrell Anthony, uh, a little bit of a coming out party, a little bit. I mean, he was speed demon on that first touchdown for Michigan. And when that play first happened, my thought process was. Oh, I have bet on the wrong horse because I did not think that Michigan had that kind of speed, and and he is an absolute playmaker. But uh, all in all, I think you and I both liked Michigan State in this game. Uh, home crowd was amazing. The atmosphere before the game was nuts. Hey, did you see the difference between, like, the Barstool uh, live crowd and ESPN's live crowd? <laughs> oh, just, just banger. Banger. Loved it. Um all in all like give me your thoughts here this was a a fabulous football game man
2: great football game is exactly what i kind of thought it was a little bit more scoring than i was expecting but a back and forth game super tight the entire way every time michigan pulled out within two scores uh michigan state found a way to always bring it back i thought that was pretty impressive i i think both these teams are really good by the way i don't I don't think this is a knock or a fall. Like everybody's killing Harbaugh this morning, and and I'm thinking, did did anybody in the country think that this team was going to be six and one this week?
3: Are they are they six? I think they're no. They're seven and one. Seven, seven and one. one. Yeah, nobody so, believed they'd but, be seven and zero coming into this ball game.
2: Nobody, nobody thought by by week eight, nobody thought Michigan would be seven and one. Okay, so the idea that. This is is where it bothers me. We have this perception of these teams before the season starts. And then teams do something unbelievable, and we've changed our perspective so much that as soon as they fall, we forget what we thought they were beforehand, and we hold them to this new standard. The same thing with with Arkansas, who didn't play this weekend. Everyone keeps calling them frauds. Arkansas was picked to win four games this year, all right? Like, how in the hell are they frauds because they lost three in a row? We thought they would lose like eight in a row. Well,
3: well they were all to ranked teams. Like this is Michigan went on the road yes. to a ranked team, a top ten team, and and lost at the last second.
2: Yes, and so we we throw up Harbaugh's record against top ten teams, and we throw up his record against like how many of those top ten teams were Ohio State when they were one, two, or three in the country? Because right. I think that the most of them are that team. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, a lot
3: right. of them are Michigan State as well, and that's part of the issue here. No, because, no, they're like, not,
2: because Michigan State has beat them, but Michigan State hasn't been a top-10 team right, right, right. No, since I, this game. Agree, so yeah. what I'm talking about is top-10 record where everybody's shitting on him so after the, the game was over on. with.
3: The top-10 record would be, uh, some of them Wisconsin, uh, sometimes Penn State, sometimes Ohio State, and sometimes— Always Ohio State, not sometimes Ohio State. Yeah, sometimes Ohio Ohio State.
2: State. Yeah. So if you take all the Ohio State and, games out, because we acknowledge the fact that Ohio State is— far superior than them half of that number that number gets cut in half yes okay all right then then we can all shut up
3: that's i I tend to agree i tend to agree Uh, i don't think michigan did anything if you want to start pointing out harbaugh being a choker and whatnot you could you could find things in that fourth quarter to point that direction However, the,
2: the, the only thing that they had struggles with at the fourth quarter were turnovers. If, if what's his if the freshman quarterback coming in, if, if Harbaugh doesn't make that move to try to get a little bit of a run dynamic from the quarterback position in, and that kid doesn't fumble the ball two times, like, all right, you can kill Harbaugh for that because he shouldn't have put that guy in. But at some point in time, when is that guy's not supposed to just drop the football? Cause he didn't, he didn't have the ball stripped from him. He didn't have the ball taken away from him. He just dropped it both times. Yeah.
3: No, you're you're not wrong so about that. So
2: it's not like they they didn't coach him up well, or whatever. That guy's just not prepared for that moment. And okay, so maybe you shouldn't have put him in that moment. That's a coaching decision. I understand that. I'm not defending the guy. I, I, well, I guess I am defending him because I think both of these teams have so overperformed what we thought they would be this year, and and so whoever lost this game, we were going to spend the day killing them. And I just don't understand that.
3: I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't believe anybody deserved to be killed over this game. Uh, no, that was a fantastic game, and somebody has to lose. Yes, no, you're 100 percent right. Uh, Michigan, where it cost them, I think, was so early on. They get the interception from Peyton Thorne, and they are at the 30 yard line. And uh, of Michigan State, they drive it all the way to the eight fourth and three. They have to kick a 26 yard field goal. Uh, same thing the next time out. They they are t- up 10 to seven. Excuse me, and. They're driving. They drive all the way down to the Michigan State 20. It's fourth and two at the 20. They have to kick a 38 yard field goal. Like in situations like this, you kind of have to play to win in a game where you know the other team is going to hit back at some point, right?
2: I would have I would have rather gone for it and not gotten the points, but had Michigan State pinned back in the, you know, the 10 yard line than getting the three multiple times. But, but that's the way I, I see the game. That's the way I like to play football, especially when you have a good defense that's doing a really good job overall for the most part. Make them drive at 90, 95 yards. If you don't, I, the three points ain't going to help you. You know yeah, what I'm you're, saying? You're right.
3: You're right. Hey, Kenneth Walker, the third, by the way, uh, Larry Pilgrim jumped into Kenneth Walker, enough said. Uh, yeah. Kenneth Walker, the third, 23 carries, 197 yards, five touchdowns. He had yeah. all the touchdowns. I mean, just ridiculous how how well he performed in this game uh, was absolutely killer. He had more rushing yards than Peyton Thorne had passing yards, yep. and that's awesome. Uh, Eric yep. jumped in. He said, uh, "Michigan and Ohio State coaches <laughs> that can't win that matchup don't keep their jobs," and he ain't wrong. That's just not
2: that, no. That's, that's just not true. Harbaugh's not getting fired for losing this game.
3: No, no, a, agreed. In, in the past, he's talking historically. Historically, okay. they don't okay. keep their jobs if they don't beat the other team. Uh, John so do we, so do like we think
2: Harbaugh is going to get fired this year? Let's say Harbaugh loses Penn State and Ohio State. You think Harbaugh gets fired?
3: Uh, no, I don't believe Harbaugh gets okay. fired at this point because he has well overperformed what they were supposed to be this year. I think exactly. He is, he's got exactly. them headed so that in the right direction.
2: That statement brings no value. All right.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's he's he's talking from a historical perspective, and I get where he's coming from. Um, but I, I don't think this situation is similar because Ohio State has never been this. Like what they are right now, they are a juggernaut and one of only three or four in this sport right now. Uh, to compare, Michigan, Ohio to State, that, Ohio State is yeah this year. No, just overall as a program, not 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 this team this year, just overall as a program. Why are we talking
2: about Ohio State right now? Uh,
3: because of the, uh, you. Okay, you have a valid point there. Let's jump off that. Uh, Haskins only had fifty nine yards rushing. Corum only had forty five. They Michigan State kind of shut them down a little bit, and that was. Yeah, I, I say shut them down. They still had five hundred and whatever yards. Um, but, but when they needed to, they stopped them. It was a bend, don't break yeah. defense. It was, it was it was it a perfect. perfect
2: bend, but don't break defense by Mel Tucker. It was uh, a perfect bend, but don't break defense by Mel Tucker.
3: Mel Tucker, uh, you you want to talk about stocks going through the roof? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure that his agent may have gotten a few calls from Baton Rouge yesterday. Uh, we'll just say that. So yeah. I don't uh, I don't know that that is going to happen, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's move on to the next game. We don't want to spend all day on Michigan, Michigan State. Next one up here, Miami 38, Pitt 34, and this was an incredible game as well. Another 11 a.m. game. Um, Eric said, uh, uh, should have been fired three years ago. <laughs> talk, I guess talk about Harbaugh. And, Maybe. And
2: then they wouldn't be 7-1 today.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, it depends on who they hire, I guess. But I, no, no, it
2: doesn't. No, it doesn't. You don't no think so. No. Yeah. No. They're not Gary, they're not getting anybody better than Harbaugh right now. All right, I know that he's not the that's second okay. coming of everybody that they want him to be, but who the hell are they hiring that's going in there and turning that thing around? That's be that's doing what he's doing, which is consistently winning 9 or 10 games. That's, Who's doing that?
3: That's uh you're you're not wrong about that, but I I mean, a Matt Campbell could go in there. Uh, this schedule this year has not exactly been the most difficult. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, moving on, again, Miami won at Pitt 38-34. And I told you on the Pick'em Show that I felt like Miami was the play, and I went Pitt anyway because if you look at all the the analytics and what I, Pitt was playing like a top-10 team. And Miami comes in. Here's the storyline of the game. Uh, they won drive points 31-21. to uh, Pitt had a fourth down failure. Uh, Pit one yardage, 587 to 490. Yards per play, 7.4 to 6.9. They won third downs, 43 to 33. Pickett had 519 passing yards, and he had two interceptions. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, brother. I mean, this guy was playing, and he's he's done this every game out, it feels like. Had 428 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Was 32 out of 42. Uh, they didn't really need a running game, but Knighton ran 12 times, or 17 times for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Like, this team is fighting. Uh, Pitt's defense
2: is just pitiful in this game.
3: Uh, yeah, they they could not get stops when they needed to, and that was irritating. Um, you know, Miami was only 4 of 12 on third down, but they didn't get into a ton of third downs. Like at 12, I was about to say, they only
2: they, had 12 third downs.
3: Yeah. The, in the red zone, Miami was 4 out of 4. Uh, pretty, pretty good job. Pretty good job there. They Miami looked like a good, competent football team. A Pitt, by the way... Nine penalties for 108 yards. That is going to hurt. That's 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 going to hurt you. So this was a this was an incredible game. Um, there were multiple opportunities for Pitt to take over this game. I mean, they got stomped in the first quarter. I mean, they were down 21 to 10 and could not stop Miami at all. Um, they only gave up seven points in the second half, and that's all Miami needed. I mean, they they, they were down 31 to 17 at the half. Come out and outscore him seventeen to seven in the second half, but you you couldn't get over the hump. So this was uh, you know, the Kenny Pickett for Heisman thing that that brought up last week, uh, not happening. <laughs> that don't happen after after a game like this. Uh, but I, I think this is one of those like Manny Diaz kind of got over the hump a little bit, and I I don't think he has to worry about his job uh, for the rest of this season. I think I think he's going to be fine. They went with the youth movement. These guys are playing hard and and they are fighting. Charleston Rambo, by the way, seven receptions, 101 yards, uh, looked good. I mean, they're the receiver core is good. The defense not great, but you can see a little bit of improvement. I, you know, you got a thought on this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a weird game. Miami played really well. Miami's playing well offensively right now. Miami's defense still isn't very good. That's what Manny Diaz is supposed to be good at. So. Um, You know we'll we'll see if that can continue or not. But pit just play bad. This looked like a pit team that had overperformed what they were supposed to do all year anyway. And this is the team that they've kind of been all year. This, as, this is as, the team that lost to Western Michigan. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This was the team that lost to Western Michigan. That's exactly right. They came home and they thought we're better than this team, and they didn't have to show up. Rents do every day. Yes. Every day in the sport.
3: Yes, you are a hundred percent right. Hundred percent right. Um, let's see. Let's move off of that one. And this one, I, I man, I almost wanted to leave the show with this. Um, but I didn't. Houston forty four, SMU thirty seven. And this I think this might have been the second best ballgame of the day. Uh did you did you sit and watch this last night?
2: Yeah, SMU-Houston. I said, I told everybody, we talked about this game. This is going to be the best game Saturday night, and it was.
3: It absolutely was. I had it on along with uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Ole Miss, Auburn, et cetera. This is the one that really, really stole the show. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get – I wish that this was a weeknight game so that more people would have been able to see it. That's what I really wish. Uh, I think it was Clayton Toon's best game. He was 27 out of 37. That's Houston's quarterback, by the way. 27 out of 37, 412 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Houston, it just, they they should have won this game by way more than they did. Uh, their win pers- or post-game win expectancy in this game, 92%. They, they won on a kickoff return with 17 seconds left in the ballgame. SMU had driven the field and had kicked a 46-yard field goal to tie it. And Houston... One yardage, four eighty nine to three fifty five, and to hold SMU's offense to only three hundred fifty five yards is a spectacle. That's a feat right there. Yep. Um, they won yards per play, six point four to five point eight. They won third downs, fifty six percent to forty three percent. They won drive points, twenty seven to fourteen, and they won rushing. Check this out: seventy seven yards to fifty yards. There were, we didn't have to rush in this game. <laughs>
2: from from how Houston started the season till now, they're the most improved team in the AAC.
3: Yes. Did, because they
2: started the- they started the season off in a weird, weird game against Texas Tech where they were just on fire for the first quarter and then didn't score again the rest of the game. Yep. Struggled early a couple of games after that. And man, Dana Holgerson has found something that works. And and they they are back to the Houston. We're dropping 40 on you. And if you can't score 40, you ain't winning.
3: You have got that right. The offense was not good early in the season, like you said. And- Uniform game last
2: night. Unbelievable, oh, yes. by the way. Love the black oh, and red from them. Love the chrome helmets with the red little little, little hue to, uh, tint to it. Love that. The SMU hel- uh, uh, jerseys, that's a Dallas across them. And I like that. I liked it. I like the SMU helmets. I, I like the two-tone logo. That was an all-uniform game last night.
3: It was really good, man. It, it, yep. looked- it was pleasant on the eyes. It was yeah. it was an awesome I, I, game. Uh, I liked everything about it. SMU got a a touchdown return, uh kick return touchdown early in the game and it it only made uh karmic sense for Houston to be able to win that game with a kick return touchdown at the end. Um it, it was it was an awesome game. You you look at some of these numbers. Uh this this Houston defense is serious, man. They are they are top 10 and I think they might be top 5 in efficiency uh right now, but they are the defense has led the way for them this entire season, and now the offense is starting to click. They That's are right. they are awesome. The fact that Houston uh, had you know they they had two fumbles, they recovered one of them themselves, um, but they are the team that actually gave up points off of a turnover. They gave up six points off of a turnover, and SMU had a turnover, but Houston didn't capitalize on it, and Houston was still able to get the win. This is the team that can give Cincinnati fits. Like it's going to be a problem in the AAC championship game. They don't play in the regular season this year, and I'm kind of glad that it falls that way. I don't want to see a rematch uh, in the AAC championship. This is almost exactly what Cincinnati needed to have at. We're not going to talk Cincy today, uh, but they i mean—they kind of struggled with Tulane, but
2: I think they're bored. At just they, they didn't struggle with Tulane, Gary. They beat them by 25. They struggled in the first half. It looked weird in the first half, and then they, and they rolled off like – 20 something unanswered yeah. points and and Tulane didn't cross the 50 the entire second half
3: yeah it was 31 to 12. it, it was it, it, by struggle I mean they didn't demolish them the way that they should have how's that yeah. so okay it, they they didn't beat
2: yeah. I'm sorry they didn't beat about 30.
3: It, it, yeah I mean like, they, they were they were 28 point or 26 and a half or whatever it, it was a, it
2: was a really close first quarter it was a weird second quarter third and fourth quarter ball game was over
3: yeah it was it was definitely over but uh but but yeah, I mean, this is two weeks in a row where they've just kind of sleptwalked through it, right? So, but Houston well, is the if you
2: sleepwalk through beating somebody by over twenty, I, I'll take that. I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, what you're supposed to do.
3: No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I get it. Uh, but there are, there are factions that believe that they should be killing everybody by you know twenty eight and whatnot.
2: How uh, factions to get in the are playoff. just
3: wrong? I, I'm hey. No, those acquired. are the
2: same people that think it's all of these teams' birthright. These guys bringing up, oh, he's an LSU fan. He should understand. that No, it's nobody's birthright to win 10 games a year. It's nobody's God-given birthright to be 7-1 every year. When you're 7-1, and one, be happy that your team's playing well because there's going to be dark days coming, and you're not going to be 7-1. Jesus Christ. True. true.
3: Very true. All right, so Houston, of course, massive win there. Uh, Dana Holgerson has got this thing rolling, and it looks like his plan of redshirting and building up his roster to set up for a strong third year, uh, has worked
2: brilliantly. Brilliant. Uh, how many of these guys are they losing next year? Are they bringing most of this team back? Because that's the team you got to look for next year. Cause what will they be in the big 12 next year? Are they starting uh, at one early? Or is I think, that I, think, I, think
3: 20, I think it's 2023. I think it's 2023, but they are there. I think they're going to lose some of these guys. They are going to return a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's a typical team. I still team. think
2: Cincinnati yeah. needs to be careful with SMU in a couple of weeks. That's oh, they still going to be an awesome game.
3: They absolutely do. They absolutely do.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.
3: Uh, moving on, Big Ten matchup. Wanted to bring up Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State wins 33-24. to Ohio State's postgame win expectancy here was actually 67%, which was less than I anticipated. They were favored by 18.5. I think it got to 19, 19.5 by kick.
2: Got to, it got uh, to 19.5 by kickoff. Which
3: is absolutely, it felt like uh, that line was super inflated because of the Illinois stuff. Uh, yep. Eric jumped in and said, now that sounds like an LSU fan. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Um, Travion Henderson in this game, 28 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown. He did have a long of 68 yards, so that kind of skewed the numbers just a little bit. But still, uh, Penn State was impressive in this game. Like, it, it, all of the expectations beforehand – They it it kinda I think you and I talked about this. It felt like that Illinois game, Penn State was setting up for the Ohio State game and they did not anticipate that anything that they could do would lose them the ball game at home against Illinois. And they're just not talented enough to to just be able to to sleepwalk through a Big Ten opponent. So you come out in this game and you're fired up, you're on the road, you're ready to roll. they still got a pretty good defense. They uh they held Ohio State to 466 total yards, 305 passing, 161 rushing. Um the biggest issue here was Penn State still cannot run the football. And Ohio State's run defense is pretty good, but they ain't that good. I mean, 33 yards rushing on on 29 carries, like that is that ain't going to get it done. Uh I was very impressed with Sean Clifford though. I mean, it, it for his injury Throwing shoulder and everything, 35 out of 52, 361 yards, one touchdown, one pick. This thing was tight until late in the game. Uh, Ohio State had to kick a field goal uh, late in the fourth quarter to, to make it a two-score game. Uh, did you? What were your thoughts on this one?
2: So this game played out exactly the way I thought it would. I, I told you that this Ohio State offense that has just been rolling over everybody, and everybody wants to make them the number two team in the country. Like, let's let's hang on. They've been beating the hell out of nobodies. Okay, like when they play a nobody, they beat the shit out of them. When they play somebody that hits them in the mouth, they kind of fold up a little bit. All right, let's. They're extremely athletic. This defense is not good at all. This Penn State offense is terrible. They're Gary. They're terrible. Yeah. They're just terrible. They're not good at anything. They make everything look hard. They make everything look difficult. It looked like getting three yards of play looked like it was just the most exhausting and frustrating thing in the world. And that's not a great defense. They're just bad. Yep. Penn State, if Penn State had any semblance of an offense, they could be special. This there is no team in the country right now that has a greater separation of talent from one side of the ball to the other than Penn State. Their defense is electric and really, really talented. But they're on the field constantly because their offense is just god-awful. Uh,
3: yes. And that what's crazy about that, so Ohio State, here's here's the storyline. Um, Ohio State won yardage 466 to 394. They won yards per play, 6.9 to 4.9. Penn State ran 81 plays to only 68 for Ohio State. Um, Ohio State won rushing yards, one sixty-one to thirty-three. They won turnovers, three to one. The fact that Penn State turned the ball over three times, and we're still in this ball game, yeah, uh, that tells you everything you need to know. Penn State won third downs, by the way, sixty-nine percent, nice to thirty-three percent.
2: And, and if, I, if I was Penn State's defense, I'd be furious. I'd oh, yeah. be absolutely furious. We were on the field all damn night. We, we were doing everything we could, and the sons of bitches across the hall from us just can't do anything at all.
3: It, it's it, yes, it would be very, very frustrating. Um, but I'm gonna tell you that, this,
2: man. It, all these schools looking at Franklin, pff, why? Why? I've, I've asked this for a couple of years, by the way. Every year, his name comes up for big jobs, and I don't understand. I'm not saying he's a terrible coach, but but why is he seen as like the premier coach in college football that every program would want? That Where do I you don't get have an answer from. Answer. I, like I, I, nine I, years ago, he did something special at Vanderbilt. Okay. All right. He what did, has he done special at Penn State besides finish third every year?
3: Well, I mean, he, he won the Big Ten in a really weird year back in twenty what, seventeen or twenty. That's whatever. right. And what? they
2: kept him out of the playoff and that was bullshit. And yeah. and I get it. That year, that year he was awesome. But then he lost his special quarterback, he lost his special running back, and he lost his OC, and after that, they've been garbage. How is that any different than what O's done, except for he yeah, had had a complete collapse, like, oh, I'm going to get that. That's a shit show. But I
3: mean, last year – He
2: was a product of a special quarterback, a special running back, and a special OC.
3: Yeah. No, you're you're 100% right about that. Um, I I don't have an answer for you. Like, I think he's, he's a pretty good coach.
2: I like Franklin I just don't understand why his name always comes up a it's weird because does he really hate it at Penn State like why do you think he wants to leave all the time but then why do these other places think that he's like the next Christ that's going to walk through the door and save your program like what have we seen to get that
3: compared to what they have had at USC uh, I do think Franklin would be an upgrade Well,
2: okay yes because he's a grown up in the room and they kind of really haven't had that but man they've I, I don't think, know. I think I, people
3: talk about him because they feel like he's gettable. Like, I, I, there's some coaches But that's out there weird, that, right?
2: Isn't that weird that you want yeah. somebody only because they're gettable? Like, why are you not happy where you're at? Like, if you're always looking for the next job, do you want that guy? Uh,
3: yeah, I, I'm with you. Larry jumped in. He said Penn State uh, recruits well, should be doing a little better. Um, and, and they should. The issue, like, I don't – their roster is not uh, upper echelon Big Ten. Right, there. This roster should not be competing with Penn State, like with uh with Ohio State. Excuse me. No, like they, it it's it's good. It's it's a top fifteen roster. That's right. Um, It's not national championship, and and it does make me wonder, like if he goes to USC, which I still believe that he'll be at Penn State next year. Like I I think that's we
2: we we all the reports are coming out that all of this is just a reason to get him a big raise, and that's fine. That's what the agent's job is to do. But at some point in time, these other programs kind of have to want him for his agent to be able to put that stuff out there. True, and I don't understand that.
3: True, I mean there, obviously there is some kind of talk going on between him and USC, and I could get yes, it, right. I think oh no, he- and, his name, and his
2: name was floated out for the LSU job. LSU like inquired about him, and and it's not that I would hate him because he's a big upgrade from O, but the, the, my I just the guy that's always wanting the next job at some point in time when you get him. Three to five years later, he's going to be looking for the next job because that's what they do, and that's a little weird to me.
3: I I don't have uh, any any argument there. I don't have any kind of argument there. Um, It it was it was a strange game. Um, You know, like I said, Penn State won third downs, sixty nine to thirty three. They won drive points, twenty one to twenty. Both teams had a fourth down failure. Ohio State's defense is still an issue. If you are giving up this kind of stuff to Penn State's offense. I, I you
2: you know where I think they lost this game? This is where I think they lost this game. You talking about Penn they State? Were, yeah, yeah. They were they were down by four, five, five, maybe. I don't know. Whatever the hell. They ended the game. And it was fourth and four or fourth and five from their own thirty. And 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 I think they should have went for it there. There was only like four minutes left, or three minutes left to go to the game, two minutes and change, and and they had all their timeouts and every like even the announcers like, well, you got to pump the ball and hope your defense gets no, no. Uh, There's not going to be many opportunities where if you get four yards, you can continue to go on the drive. This is not a team that can score with thirty seconds left on the clock. Okay, there it's going to take all two and a half minutes and those three timeouts. To get a touchdown for this offense, everything they do is really hard to to get any yards at all. Why do you think if they go down, get a three and out, and get the ball back that they can score in forty five seconds?
3: I, you're you're right. I, I would have nothing. Gone there. Nothing
2: they showed showed that they could break one for a big play. Yeah, like Ohio State's defense isn't good, but those guys have speed. They can not let somebody get behind them pretty easily. Yeah. Like and that's all you have to do at Penn State is make them take the 3 or 4 yards at a time and it's going to take all 98 seconds to to score and and, and it's ball game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: just thought I just, you're thought, I just right. thought you're when he punted there I thought well that's ball game. Because it doesn't even if Ohio State doesn't get the field goal Penn State's Penn State's not going on a drive in 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 you know 38 seconds. Like no. they're just not. No, that's not how it's, this it's, offense is put together. They don't have the ability to do that.
3: They they do have like they got Dotson as the playmaker, but like when you've only got one, uh,
2: it's it's pretty it's, hard to not let back. It's pretty easy to not when you're Ohio State. Ohio State's defense is not what they've been in the past, but they still got athletes that are not going to let one guy get behind them.
3: Agreed. It's been, well late in the ball game for sure. Like it, you you might could be able to trick them early. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. late. I mean,
2: that's what I'm saying. In a situation like that, when you're up by less than a touchdown and you can't give up a touchdown, you just let them catch everything in front of them and tackle them.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, Brad's Crazy Life jumped in. He said, uh, <laughs> LFG Braves. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All about it. Uh, that it, Very interesting. What's going on in the World Series? Obviously, we won't be talking about it today. But, uh, but yeah. that's it. The, the World Series has been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about the late game. Uh, did you stay up and watch BYU and Virginia?
2: Uh, I watched most of it, yeah.
3: So, this was a fascinating football game. Virginia's... Defense is hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> they they uh they let BYU do whatever they wanted to in this game. BYU had seven hundred and thirty four yards of total offense in this game. Uh, by the way, BYU won this sixty six to forty nine, and this was a game until Brennan Armstrong went out. Did you see when Armstrong walked off the field? And I had the game uh on mute, right? Yeah, <clears throat> but I could see what he was saying, and. He said, it's broken. He's pointing at his rib, and he said, it's broken. It's bro-. And he didn't yeah. come back in for the rest of the game. And the game was effectively over at that point. They were already down That's by right. 10 at that point. Um, but as soon as he went out, that was it. It was done. Yeah,
2: well, Virginia Virginia can't score. This is the BYU team that we saw the first four weeks of the season, five weeks of the season, before they just had a complete and utter collapse yeah. and and just stroked out for about three or four weeks. But this is what they looked like before the season started, I, you know. At some point in time, I had a feeling they were going to get back to this way of playing football because I don't think you forget that. I just think you you stop doing what it, what you you stop putting in the work because you don't think you have to, and and then you get smashed by a couple of teams, and then you know it takes a couple of weeks to get your legs back under you. And uh, it, yeah, without Armstrong, this Virginia team is not going to be good yeah, at all. There you like go. I I do think that that guy's special. I think that guy's good, and if he's not in. Bronco, this offense gonna struggle.
3: Yes, very much so. I, the it's not they're not as bad as what Penn State looked like when uh, uh, Clifford went out.
2: Oh no, no 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 no! Jesus no! They're not Penn State bad offensively. God. But
3: but it's still uh, a big change uh, it, mm-hmm. at the quarterback position because he. he the backup cannot do the things. Uh, Woolfork is his name. He can't do the things that, that Armstrong does. Armstrong, uh, Larry no. said Armstrong went out when. I didn't catch when he was out. Uh, went out this with the about 12 order. minutes left, I guess. They were down 59-49 yeah. to 49 already, and Virginia was driving. He ran three yards to get a first down on third and two, maybe, something like that. Um, but he, he immediately pointed at the rib, and the very next play, he threw an interception. And... Yep walked over he didn't even try to do anything on the interception he just as soon as he threw the ball he walked towards the sideline and started pointing and said that his rib was broken and didn't come back in for the rest of the game he was he was pretty good uh beforehand he was 22 out of 34 337 yards passing four touchdowns one or sorry two two interceptions that last interception obviously the last pass of the game uh woolford came in was two out of five for 35 yards passing and Brendan armstrong also ran 11 times for 94 yards he was the leading rusher for the who's in this ballgame. Tyler Algier, running back for BYU. 29 carries, 266 yards, 5 touchdowns. Jaron Hall, the quarterback, had 6 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown. Jaron Hall, also, uh, 22 out of 37, 349 yards and 3 touchdowns passing. Ridiculous game for BYU. Again, 734 yards of total offense to only 588 for Virginia. And I say only 588 uh, just because they... They outgained them by 150 yards. And it's tough to do that against a team that gains 588 yards. <laughs> like, offensively, this was uh, just a ridiculous ballgame. Ridiculous. Uh, but BYU got it rolling again. So, Kalani Sataki doing what he does. Uh, this was a, a fascinating watch to end the evening. Moving on, SEC Auburn, 31, Ole Miss, 20. Uh, let me give you the rundown here. Auburn won yardage, 483 to 463. They won yards per play, 6.3 to 5.7. They won drive points. So they they were able to drive the ball more, 31 to 17 on that. They uh owned rushing, which was uh a little more surprising than, than some would think. 207 to 156. Ole Miss won turnovers two to one, uh, but they had three fourth down failures, and that is just Kiffin's MO. That's what he does analytically. He looks at it and goes for it. When they were down, 31-20, and he chose to go for that fourth down instead of kicking the field goal to make it a one-possession game. I was a little shocked that he didn't. It, it, analytically, it makes sense. Daniel jumps in, said War Eagle. Uh, Brad's Crazy Life said he's in Olive Branch, and he said War Eagle. Cheers to that. Uh, Ole Miss won third downs, 40-36. to 36, But I, I did notice when Matt Corral is not healthy, Ole Miss has almost no chance. Matt Corral is this team.
2: Like, it's not just. It's just not Matt Corral not being healthy though. They're missing like three offensive line starters. Yeah, that, their receiving core is completely decimated right now. This and then defensively, the reason he has to go for it, Gary, is because it's not because the analytics say it or whatever. He knows his defense can't get stops. That's just it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I still feel like I would have kicked that field goal. But that's hard for me. Then, and then you would have given a touchdown to drive. And, okay, yeah.
2: you kick the ball off, they're going to get the ball to 30, and then they're going to drive 70 yards to score another touchdown. That doesn't help you. It's
3: still a hell of so, uh so McKinnon, uh, who normally jumps in on the show, uh, McKinnon actually texted me last night and and was talking about this situation. And, and we discussed the fact that Kiffin just does not have the, the trench talent or the no. skill talent at Ole Miss nope. – that's right. That it. So he has to build everything around the quarterback, That's and right. and I don't at, at some other jobs, <clears throat> uh, I don't think he would have that issue, right? Well, and no, so, no,
2: it's going to be totally different. You what Lane does is what Lane is good at is taking what he has and making the best out of it, and and building an offense around it, which is what makes him an exceptional offensive football coach so many Ole Miss fans are, are killing DJ Durkin all the time because they can't get where, where do they have talent on the defense to act like there's no scheme that you can put together I've got friends that hate the defense and hate the you know the the whatever it is the three two six or whatever they run like they there's no scheme that he can put out there you know why he's running the three two six because he has six DBs that are better tacklers than he has offensive uh, defensive linemen or linebackers yeah so so if you take a db out and replace it with a linebacker okay that's a more conventional defense but if the guy you replaced and put on the field can't make a tackle then it doesn't help you like there's no scheming they don't have defensive talent they don't have depth there at all and offensively matt corral is a warrior god and that's about it
3: yes yes you're 100 right uh auburn had seven tackles for loss uh almost only I thought Bo did some
2: special things by the way yeah it's the the very first drive Bo had one of those I ran 75 yards behind the line of scrimmage and finally made a play for like a nine yard first down and I thought well if it's gonna be one of those nights that's what he did to LSU that's what he did to Arkansas if he's able to do that he ain't stopping them
3: nope you are a 100% right about that it's it, it was it was fascinating it was fascinating to watch. I, it's a Is Bovix. there a running
2: back that you would rather have in the SEC or in the country right now with a two-score lead where you need to ice the ball game away than Tank Bixby? No. Because uh, he Bixby, doesn't go out of bounds. They tackled the football. He was holding the football. He's carrying the football. And a defensive guy jumps and wraps his arms around the ball. And I was watching with an old best friend, my boy Scott, and I just told Scott, I said, "That boy better hold on because he's going for a ride." And about six yards later, Bigsby finally fell down, and he just drugged that dude.
3: Yes, well, Bigsby is is fantastic. He has not been good for four or five weeks. Like he hasn't. There was I don't know if it was an injury or what. Uh, I, I think, I think, had kind of I think defensive.
2: Over. Oh, I think defensive schemes were, were just trying to shut him down because that's what you do. Ole Miss doesn't have the scheming to shut anybody down. Uh, I, he, he just said, w- with up two scores, Tank is a guy that I wouldn't mind having in the backfield to, to ice a game away. No, no, that guy's you, really hard to tackle. He doesn't go out of bounds. And everybody who does tackle him doesn't want to tackle him the very next play. And True. so you just keep you just keep running at those guys. You just find a spot. It's like a DB, a quarterback that's picking on a DB. You just, you just find a guy and you just say, we're just running it left all night long for the rest of the game because these guys ain't gonna want to tackle me. After three or four times of getting hit, they're just gonna get out of the way.
3: Uh it, and it played out with the stats for sure. 23 attempts, yeah. uh 140 yards, one touchdown. Bo Nicks, uh another, you know, great passing night, 22 out of 30, 276 yards, one touchdown. I thought before the season that it was going to take a long time to be able to develop Bo Nix into uh, a good, competent quarterback, and and I was just wrong. Well, Brian what Brian are they and Mike five and Bobo, two? Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're five and two right now. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty good. I mean, that's it, it, this is a good football team. Like awesome I'm gonna tell games. you this, man, they're gonna beat Alabama at the end of the, the
2: season. The game, the, ga- the game day option next week going to a And M wouldn't be a bad idea. I
3: tend to agree. I don't think that they that's, have uh, that, I, announced yet.
2: No, they um, haven't announced it, and everyone assumes that they're going to go because they want to showcase Cincinnati. And I love Cincinnati, and I want Cincinnati to get publicity. And I want uh, th- there's not going to be a bigger game next weekend than Auburn going to A That's an yeah. unbelievable game, and that's that, going to be a fantastic atmosphere.
3: Yes, yes, I.
2: You don't know, have two great. Te- they're not two great teams, but they're two really good teams. I think you're going to get a game a whole lot like you got Michigan, Michigan State, and nobody would be upset about that.
3: I uh, I do believe that. Um... Let's see the SEC. I was going to see if they announced. Uh, I think that's supposed to be the. Uh, I think it will be the two thirty game. That'll, that'll be that, the two
2: thirty CBS game. I can't think of another SEC game that they'd want to put. It ain't going to be LSU Alabama. Nah. That, that that they'll end up putting on the SEC network.
3: Well, so they there's won't. a chance they that one's the eleven a.m. game or Georgia Missouri might be the eleven. They're a. not going to
2: put Alabama on at eleven a.m. Gary Jesus. Well, it's between them and Georgia. So they ain't putting they ain't putting Alabama on at eleven a.m.
3: Hey, you you might be right about that, but yeah. Uh, Auburn, I, I do think is going to beat Alabama at the end of the season. Uh, they do, they look I like a team do, that has, I
2: kind of do too.
3: Yeah, they're they're really good. Like this, is we, good we're going to
2: have a weird, we're going to have a weird round robin for Auburn, Texas A and M. Now, I guess Ole Miss got two losses, um, and, and Alabama. If if those teams kind of all beat up on each other, we we might have a a weird, you know, two or three lost team make it make it to Atlanta from the west.
3: Yeah, uh, if Auburn loses uh, to A and M. That gives them two losses in the SEC. A M's already got two losses in the SEC. If Auburn beats Alabama, that's two losses. And then Ole Miss would have two losses. It well, yeah. Ole Miss is gonna end up with more because they have to play A and M. A and M. if, A&M. if A&M doesn't well, Yeah,
2: win. if they lose to AM. like we're gonna it's gonna play out, but it's it's a lot of fun you've got some you've got some good teams. Listen, last night, the second from the bottom team in the West, Mississippi state played the second from the top team of the East. And they beat the hell out of them.
3: Uh, yes. Yes, they did. I've, I've got that. Uh...
2: We've said this for a long time. The West is always, it's the best. It's the best conference in all of football.
3: It's the best division. Yeah,
2: for sure. The division. Yeah. yeah best in All of football.
3: Best division. Uh, moving on. I've actually got that game uh, on here to talk about here in just a little bit. I did want to hit on Georgia 34, Florida seven, uh, because this is why you don't start Anthony Richardson in his first game against Georgia. Uh, this was... And, and it's not just that. It's that there's a reason why Dan Mullen has not been playing AR-15. Right? He, it's a reason why he hadn't been starting. Um, at, at Florida... So, I did have somebody text me yesterday uh, that said, Hey, uh, Dan Mullen needs to figure something out at the half. Uh, th- this is embarrassing. They're down 24 to nothing at the half. They need to figure something out. I said... There's nothing to figure out. This season is a wash. They do not have a competent quarterback. Like yeah. it's it's Emory Jones ain't good. Anthony Richardson ain't good. They can make some spectacular plays. But as far as being able to just run the offense and not make mistakes, etc., I I mean, <laughs> Georgia Georgia had 3 turnovers in this game. Florida had 3 turnovers, uh, turnovers as well, but Georgia was able to, you know, actually con- uh, 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 take uh, capitalize. That's the word I'm looking for.
2: They well, is mean, we substantially better football team.
3: Oh yeah, like. but 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 Florida all season long had actually been numbers wise they were great. They just made mistakes that cost themselves football games. Yes, they did the same thing here. Anthony Richardson, twelve out of twenty passing, eighty two yards, two t- or two uh, two interceptions. Excuse me. Emory Jones, ten out of fourteen passing, hundred twelve yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, Emory Jones had the one rushing touchdown late, late in the game. Well, yeah. Was that was so. basically just a, uh, they, they just wanted to make sure they didn't get shut out. That's all <laughs> it was. That's what they were fighting for. They're down 27 to nothing late in the fourth quarter, and that's what you're fighting for. That's absurd. I mean, I just, I don't know. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to just quit? No, no, no! Not quit. I just—that's what I'm saying—is that it's—it's it's ridiculous that this team, um, that's what that they Georgia were fighting for. Beat the for. shit out of them. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, just that It's Georgia ridiculous that the, the best
2: them. team in the country beat the shit out of them. It's that Florida should
3: not be that far behind them at this point in Dan Mullen's era at Florida. Do you not agree with that? They shouldn't be getting beat 34 to seven by Georgia. I mean, is mean, uh, a great okay. football team, but, like, Florida should be better. Gary,
2: two weeks ago they shouldn't have gotten the hell beat out of them by a shitty LSU team. That's what shouldn't happen, all right? True. When that happens and then you get beat 35-7, to seven, like, yeah, that makes sense. Why does that not make sense?
3: No, 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 I'm not saying that, it, like, based on the LSU thing, yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the issue that I've got is that Florida should not be this bad. They shouldn't. They, they, the LSU thing won't right, well, happen.
2: Let's let's look at let's look at recruiting rankings for the past I don't know four years since three years that Dan Mullen's been there. Are are they anywhere close to one another at all?
3: No, this is okay. Florida. So, is, so why
2: so why should they not be this big of a gap? Why is why is that separation not supposed to be there?
3: Okay, look at Ohio State and look at Penn State. Because it's basically the exact same thing. Penn State and Florida are are very similar in their rankings, and Ohio State and Georgia are very similar in their
2: recruiting oh, rankings. So, because Penn State played a closer game against Ohio, no, Ohio State and Georgia ain't close. Ain't close. Gary.
3: Not this season. Yeah.
2: All right. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's I, a bad I just, analogy.
3: I I feel like
2: give me Ohio State last year and Penn State this year. That's that's a pretty close analogy.
3: I mean, Penn State last year was worse than this year's Penn State, and that was still only a 38 to 25 ball game last year. I mean,
2: Penn State, Penn State last year offensively ain't worse than this team this year. This is the worst offense I've seen in the Big Ten, and that's some badass offenses. Okay. I, man, that's
3: uh, Iowa. Them, offensive- them,
2: them and Iowa look like they couldn't score 24 points if you locked them in the stadium alone with no defense. They look bad.
3: I mean, you're not wrong. Penn State did score 24 last night, but yeah, I understand but I know that what they you're scored 24
2: about. points. But it's
3: a, I know it's a struggle to do.
2: Everything it. looked hard. Everything yes. looked nothing. This is not a team with top 10 talent on offense. This is not a team yeah. with top 20 talent on offense or top 50 talent on offense.
3: Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, you know, Georgia, another pick six in this ball game. Uh, Florida actually won the yardage, three fifty five to three fifty four. Uh, they won drive points seven to three. But my God, when you give them the football uh, over and over, I mean, what, you know, and Georgia was able to take advantage of it. Uh, Georgia's fantastic. So we we ain't Georgia's stick- the
2: best team in the country.
3: Yeah, uh, if they don't win a national title this year, like it, there's there's major issues. Major. Issues. I think
2: they're going to struggle because at some point in time they will play a good offense. Now they won't do it in the regular season. This is the one thing that also we got to realize. They still haven't played a good offense the entire year.
3: At the, the not, best not, operates, I'm not
2: asking a great offense. They haven't played a good offense. The best
3: offense they have played is Auburn. That's yeah, is. and and they yeah. they shut them down. You know, so they okay. But but that's how hard is it to shut that down if you've got a great defense, right? Like
2: yeah, Auburn Auburn's not great. Auburn looked good against LSU. Auburn's looked good against Ole Miss. Auburn's looked good against Arkansas. Three teams that hadn't played great defense. So true. Okay. True. Like the only time they look good is when they're not playing great defenses.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you, and were not I like wrong. Auburn,
2: but Georgia hasn't played an offense. I think Alabama would give them problems. I do think Ohio State's offense would give them problems. Like, I, like, I'm not saying they'll beat those teams. Okay. I think Georgia's substantially better than everybody. Let's get that on record. But, <laughs> Let's not call this defense the greatest defense we've ever seen because they just haven't even been challenged. I mean, if you look at their schedule, Jesus, and then look at the remaining schedule, they they won't play a top seventy-five offense the rest of the season.
3: Hey, no, you're you're right. Uh, until they they're, they're the in the hundreds, they got
2: Vanderbilt, they've got Missouri, they've got uh, uh, South Carolina, and uh, like Charleston Southern or somebody like that. Like they they won't play anybody in the hundreds.
3: As far as offensive efficiency goes, Auburn has worked their way up to number 29 uh, at this point. Uh, but, of course, they did have a pretty good game against Ole Miss last night. Uh, so, that definitely boosted the rankings. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a, the only top 30 offense that they have faced. And, whew. Uh, and, and Florida, I, it, so, offensively, like, as far as offensive numbers, Florida had been pretty good. Um, but... You know, let's see. What, what's Florida's offense. Florida's offensive efficiency is number seventeen, but they don't have a quarterback.
2: Like it's, Florida turned the ball over like nine times against a really shitty LSU defense. Okay. Yes. What do you think what do you think they're gonna do against Georgia? Nothing. Exactly. They're gonna give the ball away. Here, take it.
3: <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. West Virginia thirty eight, Iowa State thirty one, and Neil Brown, baby. Who we uh I, I saw your uh your text in the chat yesterday while I was out uh uh yeah, nobody talked to me last it.
2: night at all. The whole uh, day, not a soul it was, responded. The entire damn day, I was just only the lonely.
3: How how surprising was that? I, I, I normally that group chat on Saturdays is is full I know. Up. Uh, it was a little weird. Little weird. weird. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, it had been Brocktober, and in this game against West Virginia's defense, sixteen out of twenty-seven passing, hundred eighty-five yards, one touchdown. Uh, Brees Hall, whew, twenty-four carries, one sixty-seven, one touchdown. Mm. Uh, Brock Purdy had nine carries for 64 yards and one touchdown. Uh, but overall, like West Virginia outgained them. 492. Neil Brown, to Neil
2: Brown is a really good coach. He
3: he really is. Uh, West Virginia, Here's the storyline of the game. Uh, third downs. West Virginia won 60% to 17%. They won drive points 35 to 21. Iowa State won yards per play, uh 7.0 to 6.5. Um they won rushing, 239 to 122. And timeouts, uh, timeouts. Excuse me. Turnovers, two to one. They did have a fourth down failure though, so that's kind of even. But they went two out of twelve on third downs, and that's that's killer. Uh, The end of this ball game, the so there were multiple calls in this. A lot of Iowa State fans saying that three of those touchdowns for West Virginia came basically because of the referees. I don't necessarily buy that. I do think, or or at least a a twenty one point swing, as far as what goes the. Iowa State is driving, and and they run the ball to get into the end zone. And Brees Hall, they say that he fumbled into the end zone, and West Virginia recovered. You can't get a good angle on that on that play, and I I watched it over and over and over, and because they called it a fumble on the field, it had to stay a fumble. And that drives me insane, but I don't know how to fix that.
2: Right. We, like- we have, we have the technology we need to replace. We, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with people screwing this stuff up. We have the technology to chip the ball. I, I know people make fun of me. Watch tennis. Okay. They they can tell you where everything is and they can do it in seconds, seconds. All right. So and then we replace these humans that suck at what they do with just a metric shit ton of cameras, all right? We have to have more cameras. We have to have better cameras. We need a camera looking straight down over the goal line, and we need cameras that go straight across looking in at the goal line on both yeah. sides at all times. This is not that hard. This, this, this was, is not that hard.
3: This was uh, – that that play – would have driven me insane if I were an Iowa State fan. Absolutely. But but that is not a play that cost you the ball game. What cost no. you the ball game is giving up 38 points to a West Virginia offense that has not been able to do anything all year.
2: They can't that can't score. They can't score. Like, they can't score. This, your, your defense was a complete and utter collapse.
3: Yes, Iowa State's defense is supposed to be good. That's what they have built the team on and to give up 38 to West Virginia, Jared Dagie who by all metrics that you can find. Everything that you can come up with is not a good quarterback. Went thirty out of forty six for three hundred seventy yards and three touchdowns. Letty Brown, until the TCU game last week, he had failed to reach hundred yards in three straight games. Yep. Last year was a coming out season for him and he had fallen to the back of the pack yep. and in this game ran twenty two times for 109 yards, two touchdowns. Uh you had two hundred yard receivers for West Virginia. Like I I don't I don't even know where to begin with this? Uh, what's when you ran more plays? Like, this was... If you're if you're Matt Campbell, like, it, this is kind of what we saw coming. You've got three losses now before you even play Texas or Oklahoma State. It's the law I'm supposed to... Or not Oklahoma State. Excuse me. Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. So, uh, Iowa State, like, whew. Uh, sorry. Sorry, my friends, but good gracious. Um, you know, this is... This is one of those things that will make Matt Campbell really think about leaving town, I, I believe. So, because I, I think this is the best team, talent wise and and experience wise that he's had there, and this is this is about what we can expect from him. Uh, moving on, staying in the Big Twelve, Baylor thirty one, Texas twenty four, and Baylor brother Jeff Grimes. They, I think they real. They highlighted him for like the majority of that broadcast. Yeah, every time I looked over, they had a camera on him and not Dave Aranda. And, and what he's doing with Jerry Bohannon and in yeah. the running game and everything. I mean, it was – This, this, was is, this is
2: where this is where Dave Aranda is going to struggle is, is somebody's going to give that guy a job at the end of this year. And then you're going to have to try to rehire him. I'm a guy that I've spent my entire life loving defense, thinking it's just as important, if not more important than offense. And I want a capable, competent coach, and I think these defensive guys should get an opportunity. And now, good luck. Good luck, because if you ever have not even a great offense, if you just have a good one, it's somebody snagging your OC and they're taking him on. Yeah. And then you got to hope you can replace him. And then you got to hope that new guy can recruit the way the old guy recruited. And you just – it's just hard. It is. just really, really hard. If I was a president and if I was an AD, it – you would have to be a hell of a football coach. I'm talking a hell of a football coach for me to not hire you and, and you not be the offensive play caller.
3: Yeah. Uh, Storyline of the game, Baylor won yardage 427 to 382. Yards per play, 5.8 to 5.7. They won third downs, 42% to 21%. They, uh, they doubled them up in yardage, basically, one or in uh, rushing yards, 192 to 102. They won drive points, drives of 60-plus yards or more, 21 to 17 turnovers were even but Texas was 2 of 5 on fourth downs uh those are three more basic turnovers and uh and baylor was 1 out of 2 on fourth down um the the longhorns second half like the adjustments that teams make against Texas at halftime is becoming an issue uh they they did nothing in the second half
2: Bijan Robinson is their offense Case Thompson didn't have a great day Bijan is their offense and if you have a really good defense that can bottle him up and just contain him. Nobody's stopping that guy, but just contain him and slow him down a little bit, get off on third down every now and then, you can stop their offense, man. Yep. I mean he's 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 all they got, but he and he's something special. But he's all they got. This was Baylor was one of my big picks this weekend um, on, on my, my Twitter show yesterday. And I had four different people before this game started say, Do you really think Baylor's legit? Do you really think Baylor's legit? I was like, Yeah, man, I think they're good. I, now I was expecting to be big wrong because every time I've kind of made a bold proclamation, like it's been pretty way off. Um, it, it was exactly the way I thought it was. If you can contain Bijan. I thought Casey Thompson was really special when he first came out. I think I think teams are figuring out ways to slow that guy down. If you can yeah. make him throw the football, you can beat him. If yes. he gets loose and you don't know who's running the ball, him or Bijan, they're really hard to stop. You just make him throw the football. If he doesn't hand it off, you you keep him in the pocket. I think you can beat him.
3: Uh, John Third hit came in on YouTube said Baylor's for real. Uh, Baylor they are. is for real. They are. Uh, Smith, I think they're the best
2: team in this conference.
3: Uh, Smith for Baylor had 20 carries, 113 yards, and one touchdown rushing. Uh, Ebner had 12 carries for 66 yards. Both of those guys outrushed Bijan Robinson. Bijan had yep. 17 carries for 43 yards. He did have one touchdown. Uh, Jerry Bohannon uh, even outrushed him as far as uh, yards per play. Uh, he averaged 5.4 carries on five attempts, so that's 27 yards. He did have one touchdown rushing. Uh, this was... This was crazy. Casey Thompson, you know, put up numbers, I guess, 23 out of 38 passing, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, but the one pick was, was serious. And you know, I, this, this was Baylor's a really good football team.
2: Man. The really <laughs> good really football crazy. team. What Dave Aranda's is doing is pretty unbelievable. He's built this team in two weeks. Oklahoma goes to Baylor.
3: Yes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see that matchup. Um, Let's move that, into. That,
2: I'm gonna tell you this: that game day might go there.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yes. They I'm should. trying to look, I'm
2: looking through. I'm looking through that schedule. You got November Wake Forest. Yeah, you've got Wake Forest hosted NC State. Yeah. If Wake Forest is in- undefeated, man, that might be a good opportunity to go showcase them because they're what they're doing is pretty special, and somebody needs to showcase them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We'll. We'll see. We'll see. We still got another week of games uh, before we get there. Um, who does? Hey, who does Wake Forest have this week? Do you know? Before I jump into uh oh, I don't decision. know. I was
2: looking I was trying to look at that other week to see are there any other games worthy of going. And there's there's nothing close on the schedule. I mean, everything else is nothing you would want to go to. Um get to this week. Hang on, shit.
3: Let's see. Wake forest
2: uh ACC, They got North Carolina at right. North Carolina.
3: So they, they play at North Carolina this week. It's eleven AM game. Uh and
2: then they've got and then they got NC State next.
3: I mean you you can always get caught. By North Carolina, but because uh, I would imagine that'll be a, a shootout. But we'll see. I don't think North uh, Carolina is very good, but
2: we disagree on that.
3: Uh, you you disagree that North Carolina is not very good?
2: Uh, no, we disagree that that's going to be a shootout. I think one team is going to do a lot of shooting. Okay, And I think the other team's not going to stop them.
3: Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, moving. There's back nobody in-, in the
2: ACC that's slowing down Wake Forest.
3: Oh, I, I tend to agree. I tend There's to not agree. a
2: defense that's holding them within fifty.
3: Okay, okay. I can get down with that. Uh, Moving into the Big Ten again, Wisconsin 27, Iowa 7. We don't have to spend long on this, but uh, some of the numbers here. Wisconsin won yardage, 270 to 156. They won yards per play, 3.9 to 2.8. They won third downs, 38 to 15%. They won drive points, 14 to nothing. They won rushing yards. This is the stat I wanted to bring up. 166 to 24. Iowa had 24 yards Rushing in this game. You
2: talk about a Big Ten football team Ooh. that makes everything look hard on defense, on offense. Wow. Like, I've shit on Penn State today, and and I think they've earned it offensively. Wow. Iowa
3: what had, happened? Iowa had three turnovers. They also had three fourth-down failures. They were 0 for 3, so that is effectively a turnover there. Uh, so that's six turnovers to this only team, one for Wisconsin.
2: This team is awful. On offense.
3: Yes. I mean I mean awful. It's why everybody talked about it like what they were doing early in the season being unsustainable. And it's what uh I talked to you about when we did our little preview on Friday. Uh yeah. was no, Iowa you're right. is a team that's on the decline and Wisconsin's on a team that's on the rise. Iowa <laughs> has not had a chance to adjust yet to facing adversity. Their first their first test of adversity was against Purdue and they could do nothing in that game. And and then they didn't have time to get ready for this one.
2: My my issue with that was, I've seen enough of Graham Mertz to know that I'm not afraid of him. And Man, did you and see how I he thought, started
3: that game? Sorry to interrupt you, but he no. he started like seven out of eight for eighty something yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, to, I mean, just yeah. bang. But and. I, I
2: thought if the defense could give if could, could slow their run game down and you put the ball in Graham's hands, I just assumed this Iowa defense would do what they did the first five or six games of the season, which is just take the ball away, which is what Graham has been doing, giving it away and and get short fields, kick a couple of field goals. and and get a lead and then graham is behind the eight ball trying to catch up and then he makes more mistakes this is what he's done he gets caught in quicksand he gets caught in a snowball and it just gets worse and worse on him and iowa could never get into that situation at all and once i was down but once this game got to 10 nothing it's over it could have been a hundred to nothing it doesn't matter i was not scoring 10 points they're not scoring two unanswered scores
3: and and the fumble uh to where Wisconsin only had to run one play for a yard. Uh, made it 17 nothing, and at that point, there's no reason to even watch anymore. No! This was, what uh, are we doing? This this was rough. This was rough. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, so I told you that he, that Graham Mertz started out like 7 of 8 or whatever for 80 yep. yards, or whatever. Uh, you go back and look. He ended the game 11 of 22 for 104 yards and had that one touchdown pass. They took it out of his hands afterwards. Um, he only threw well, yeah. when he had to, and he didn't complete the passes. But, uh, uh just just ridiculous. Spencer Petras uh, pulled in this game. He was 9 out of 19, 93 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Alex Padilla came in, 3 out of 6 passing, 39 yards. You know, they had to come up with something. Uh, John Third hit, said Iowa, no running game or passing game. Yeah, their offense is
2: off Bad. Here, here's their remaining schedule. Northwestern, not good. Minnesota, bad defense. Can Iowa score on them? Illinois, kind of bad at everything. Can Iowa score on them in Nebraska? Do you think Iowa can go two and two in that in that realm?
3: I, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think they can beat Illinois. I think they can beat Northwestern. I just want to um, know
2: where they're going to get points.
3: The other team will have to give them points.
2: They're going to have to, right? <laughs> you're, you're talking. This defense is going to have to get him back to taking the ball away right? Because that's what they did in the first week. That's what they did in the first couple of weeks where they were undefeated and they were a top 10 team in the country. They were taking the ball away and giving the ball in their offense on the five-yard line or the 10-yard line. And so you're only having to go a little bit and you're in field goal range when you take the ball.
3: Um. So currently in the West standings, Minnesota is four and one. Wisconsin is three and two. Purdue is three and two. Iowa is three and two. Uh, if
2: Minnesota wins the West, I, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do.
3: So Wisconsin, uh, Larry jumped in. By the way, he said leatherhead football. That's hundred percent what this was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this was is old bad. man football that that this I really Um So Minnesota, so Wisconsin has got uh, at Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, and at Minnesota, and I mean they'll be favored in every one of those.
2: Every in all one of those, those games. That's right. That's um,
3: right. Minnesota, however, is now six and two overall. They face Illinois next week. They got at Iowa, at Indiana, and Wisconsin.
2: Their only conference loss is to Ohio State in a game in which they play pretty
3: good. This is a team that lost at home to Bowling Green.
2: Yeah. 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 That's their other loss, by the way. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I, I I still, this is, is there a separation of teams with losses? (laughs) One, one is to a top five team in the country, and the other one is a bottom 100 team in the country.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, bottom
2: 120 team in the country.
3: Yeah. They, Bowling Green is, Bowling Green's better. It's yeah, going to be been. one of they've the
2: played. weirdest resumes in the league. Oh, like, that's just, like them and Mississippi State are going to have a weird-ass resume, right? That is,
3: that is something else. That is something else. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, Big Ten. Big Ten's nuts. Big Ten is nuts. Can we,
2: Minnesota keep winning? No, I, I think Ohio, uh, Wisconsin – I think Minnesota will kind of lose some of these games coming up, and I think at some point in time maybe Wisconsin catches them. Um,
3: Wisconsin uh, – Wisconsin, uh, uh, Minnesota could go 8-4. and four. That's what I
2: think. Yeah, I was about to – so, yeah. That's I think Wisconsin can, can win out. I, th- I do think Wisconsin went out. We thought, what said, we thought Wisconsin was going to be really good before the season started. They just started off god awful. That's a team well, that you got to give. The
3: slate was at the beginning of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you want to give teams credit for improving though. Like it wasn't just that they played a tough slate See, they looked awful at the beginning of the season, and now they look competent. I don't think it's because of the quality of opponent. Because Iowa was a great team when they played, and Iowa's regressed, and Wisconsin has progressed.
3: Yes. Yes, uh, they lost to Penn State early based on turnovers. They lost to Notre Dame because of turnovers. Um, who else did they lose to? I don't. I, I don't also
2: know. think that Notre Dame team is a lot better than this Wisconsin team. I think if yeah. they play today, Notre Dame's just as. I think that game ends the exact same. Notre Dame's just a better football
3: team. I don't game. know if they beat them forty-one to thirteen, but I think. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, same outcome. Yeah,
2: but I think uh, no, Notre Dame wins, and whatever the line is, Notre Dame probably covers. Like I, yeah. I think I just think they are the better football team.
3: I think you were probably right about that. That's not a
2: knock. Notre Dame's a pretty no. damn good football team. They got one loss, and it's the Cincinnati.
3: Yes, Notre Dame's a good football team. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about the Pac-12 real quick. Oh. Washington State, 34, Arizona State, 21. And I – well, let me just give you the numbers here. They they shocked them uh, as a 16-and-a-half-point underdog. Dude, yep. smart money, all the money started coming in on Arizona State late – here, yeah, um, yeah. They, Washington State won yards per play, five point eight to five point seven. They won third downs forty to thirty eight. They won rushing yards one sixty six to one thirty one, and they won turnovers five to one. Arizona State's did touchdowns came. More? They they did not score until they were already down twenty eight to nothing. Then well, they yeah, I was going to say it was
2: all. It was. I mean, I, I would yeah. say garbage time because they got down twenty eight nothing fast. So it's not yeah. like the game and, was over. And but.
3: then they were down thirty four to seven, and and they it scored was. two garbage time touchdowns. Uh, yep. This was about as shocking as it gets. Um,
2: I I couldn't have been more wrong the last two weeks on Washington State. This
3: is a team with a lot of heart, man. They are a lot of heart, and I don't understand it. Uh, they they keep pulling this kind of stuff, and Jake Dickert will get the job. Well, he no, he's. I
2: think I think I. Is there a reason you wouldn't give him the job? Because you're not pulling like a better name, right? Unless, Nobody unless really you, wants to. Woman.
3: Well, that's what I was. Unless you feel like uh, you want it, because he's defensive coordinator uh unless you feel like uh the offense will eventually take a hit without rolovich there and you want to go get an offensive guy
2: yeah they've always the kind of been they've gone they've, they've really liked that air raid but i mean surely he can make sure that as long as i'm bringing in ocs that run that you're okay it's, i think that's it's a hell of a job it's a, yeah. what, what he's doing hell of a job didn't see it coming couldn't been more wrong
3: it's it's strange it is very, very strange. The Pac-12 uh, standings, as it sits right now, uh, Washington, Weird as hell. Washington State is uh, a half game behind Oregon in the Pac-12 North. Uh, they're sitting at five and four as far as wins losses on the season, um, but they're four and two in conference. And their schedule remaining, uh, they have got Oregon, Arizona, and at Washington. And I don't know of any of those that they couldn't win.
2: The, the game that messed me up in the Pac-12 yesterday was the Oregon State game. How in the hell does Cal almost score 40?
3: Uh, I didn't have – so I had that written down as like – uh, I, know, I
2: know we weren't going to talk about it, but like in what – how many teams I, in all of the 130 teams do you think Cal could play a normal football game and score 40 on?
3: There's there's not many. And I didn't expect it on Oregon State, who had been playing yeah, well me neither. As late. Uh that Oregon State was one of my so it's all went five and two against the spread on, on BetUS uh last week. And that was one of my losses because I had Oregon yeah. State minus one and a half because my line on that was Oregon State minus six. Yeah. And with the way that they were able to run the football on Utah, I did not expect them to uh have many issues against Cal, uh but they did. But they absolutely did. But they did. That's oh. That's right. Uh, Arizona State's it. win percentage uh post game win expectancy in this game was actually 72%. At the fi- the five turnovers killed them. And obviously five turnovers will kill anybody. Kill anybody. But <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Arizona State like I, at this point I don't know what to make of Arizona State um going forward like Jaden Daniels um was not like he wouldn't he wasn't the worst. Uh he was 23 out of 35, 228 yards passing, one touchdown, two picks. Um I had ten carries, thirty-one yards. Actually, went out for a little bit. Uh, Trenton Borgett, I believe, is the guy's name. Came in three out of four passing, forty-seven yards, one touchdown. Uh, so I, you know, this this was this was interesting. Arizona State is now sitting at five and three. They're three and two in the Pac-12 South, and I thought they would show up here. They've got USC next. They got at Washington, at Oregon State, and they close with Arizona. So it's not exactly a murderer's row. But they play like this; they could lose to any of them. So that, that's two straight losses for the Sun Devils. Uh, SEC talk. Let's uh, let's go to Mississippi State thirty-one, Kentucky seventeen, and uh, brother, uh, Kentucky road woes continue. You cannot turn the football over like that and expect to win a ball game. Like I just uh, the the post game win expectancy for Mississippi State, by the way, a hundred percent. With those numbers, a hundred percent of well, yeah. the time they yeah. win that ball game because. It, it's not just turnovers. It's that they were able to move the football at will on, on Kentucky's defense. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. This, uh, I, I, Kentucky had been the better football team for the majority of the season. And you get into Listen, this spot.
2: Mississippi State, Mississippi State is going to have the weirdest resume when the seasons are with. There's a world where Mississippi State is a 6 and 6 football team. All right. And they're going to have wins over A&M on the road. They're going to have a win over uh North Carolina, which is a top 2 or 3 team in the ACC yeah, NCC, and yeah. <laughs> and the second best team in the West in the East. That, yeah. That's what their resume is going to be the weird This is a team that might barely make a bowl game and they're going to have three of the best wins in the country.
3: Uh total yardage here, state 438 <laughs> to 216. That's um, weird as hell, right? It is it is the weirdest thing. Will Rogers, That's, by the way, uh, not, nothing, not very many no, people discussing Will I'll, Rogers. No. Um, they, they
2: shouldn't, Gary. They shouldn't. Look at his overall resume. They, uh, they shouldn't. What he did last night was amazing and special, but what he did like the two weeks before that were god awful. So,
3: if I, I mean. If I told you that he. Have you already looked <laughs> up the stats on this?
2: I've, well, I saw him last night. I watched a lot of this game. Okay, so, okay. I watched the games with Mississippi State guys and all this guys. Yeah.
3: Watching the game, I did not realize exactly how absurd the numbers are just a guess how many guesses would you say or how many how many incompletions would you say if I told you uh he had 39 pass attempts
2: well yeah I mean so because I've seen him play football all year I would I would have thought he was probably 60 percent okay so I would I would you know 65 percent maybe um but that would have been it no the fact that the fact that he had more touchdowns than incompletions pretty
3: good that's well so he Wait, no not touchdown but yeah you know what i'm saying I, no 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 he uh, 92 percent right? completion percentage he was 36 out of 39 344 yards and one touchdown uh will levis had three inter uh yeah interceptions in this game interceptions. um this was uh
2: this is the best game is to be safe played all year yes. unbelievable unbelievable even better than the, the game they played against uh a&m on the road i had so many state friends so me, oh we finally ran the ball because they ran the ball for three touchdowns yeah but their total combined rushing yards were like 70 yards 60 yards yeah. like they didn't run the ball they ran the ball when they got into goal line situations which what you're supposed to do okay when when it's first and you know in four you should be able to rush that in you shouldn't have to throw the football all the time they did it they did really well
3: yes yes they did so state uh Another another one of those teams you talked about weird resume. Um, that's
2: this is exactly what I expect yeah. from Mike Leach football team though. You know, yeah. Uh, like this a, is exactly yeah. what. I agree. Like if, if there was a coach and you said, "I'm going to give you this weird ass resume." Who's the head coach? Hmm, I it, I wouldn't get more than three options through before I said Mike Leach's name.
3: Mississippi State, by the way, is three and two in the league. Uh, they are five and three overall. Um,
2: <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> they are talking about the weird.
2: They've how, got Auburn. They've got Arkansas. They got Ole Miss. How and they got it yeah, also they, ran.
3: They're playing at Arkansas this week. How mm-hmm. much fun is that game going to be? It's
2: going to be a great and that's going to be a oh. fun game. I, there's a world where Mississippi State gets beat by 20 because they just they play unbelievable and then they forget how to play football. Here's the crazy thing about this Mississippi State team. This is the truth. If they don't have the fuckery that happens at Memphis,
3: that's a six and this, two football team.
2: This is a six and two football team with an unbelievable resume. They're a top fifteen team.
3: Uh, honestly, like it wasn't just that they they lost to LSU basically because of two explosive plays that they gave up on defense. That's, that's it. Like they, that's, they had two. That's, fumbles. But, like
2: that's right. But they played bad against them. Like they didn't put up any offense against LSU either. LSU shouldn't have won that game. In hindsight, we're a terrible bad football team. But but Mississippi State played like shit in that game. Also, it's not yes. like. Uh, like something unlucky happened to them. They played god awful on offense that night. Wait, it's, it, it,
3: the same can be said for the Memphis game because they gave up four hundred some odd yards. To, you're you're to- right, but
2: if you don't have the fuckery that happens, oh yeah, then you probably they still, don't lose that. Game. They win that. They win that football game. This is top fifteen ranked team. This is why I get so angry with some of these calls going so poorly. Is you don't realize how that can completely throw off the perception of a team yes yes
3: I I I agree with you I agree uh AMAC jumped in said Pac-12 is a joke they're behind the AAC um Uh, oh yeah oh that's not (laughs) close and I didn't read this earlier Larry said Cal is a matchup nightmare for Oregon State I actually picked that game Oregon State had actually won two straight against Cal so
2: I I didn't I, I don't I, don't I think like it was a this Oregon State team. I think they're fun. I think they fell asleep at the wheel. I could be wrong. How they gave up forty points to to that cow team, I don't. Yeah, I don't
3: get. Uh, Ball Python Love said, "Been listening the whole time working this morning." Hey, cheers to that, my friend. We uh we are obviously working as well. So once this gets done, I gotta I gotta chop segments and all that good stuff. I got two more that I wanted to hit. Uh, let's go on and and knock these out. Notre Dame. I did want to hit on them because I was impressed with what they were able to do not only on offense. But with Kyle Hamilton out, I, I thought they could have some issues in this game, and they did not. They did not nope. at all. Uh, they won this game, again, 44-34. They won yards per play, 7.8, 7.6. They won drive points, 34-31. to So these teams were moving the football on each other, up and down the field. They won rushing. Now, this was uh, a point of contention for Notre Dame fans for basically the entire season. They have not been able to run the football. Uh, but they had 298 yards rushing to only 213. Uh, they won turnovers, one to nothing. North Carolina won yardage, 554 to 528. Uh, they they won third downs. North Carolina did 55 to 45. But the Irish tied or led the game for all but 58 seconds. North Carolina's uh, last two touchdowns came when they were trailing 31 to 20 and 41 to 27. This was uh, this was interesting. I had this on. There were, there were interesting moments in this game. I was not deeply invested in this one, but it was on one of the other TVs. I, I was a little shocked at how easily Notre Dame was able to run the football here. And it's not... Like, obviously, North Carolina's defense, not anything to write home about, right? But Notre Dame had had issues running the football against, like, Toledo and whatnot. And this is another example of college football seasons being a living organism where you can improve week to week to week and by the time you get to week eight nine ten etc yeah notre dame if it one guy that we trust to be able to build an offensive line and build a rushing attack is brian kelly i
2: think he's one of the best offensive minds in football
3: yes yes What, what, what were your thoughts here
2: uh five different touchdowns by five different guys i mean cone ran one and threw one but that's the only time that you could say somebody was credited for more than one touchdown Thought that was pretty special. They spread the ball out. No one person had an unbelievable performance. This is the definition of a team win. At no point in time were they really in threat in this game. They can, they control the line of scrimmage. You just talked about that on both sides of the football. Their defense played good. Sam Howell looks defeated. Sam Howell was a Heisman hopeful, and people thought he would be the number one overall quarterback, and all this stuff. And Sam Howell doesn't look good at football right now.
3: He I, so I I will I will argue a little bit on that. Sam Howell looks like he is having to carry the entire North Carolina football team on his shoulders.
2: Well, hang on. Now. How is that any different than Matt Corral?
3: I don't think it is any different. I think Matt Corral is okay. great. But, I think Sam Howell's pretty but, good, but he doesn't have a yeah, lot of support.
2: But help. one guy's, neither does neither does Ole Miss.
3: That's it. I mean, right. they, have,
2: they have far less – I think there's substantially more talent at North Carolina than there is at Ole Miss, and the quality of opponents outside of this game is – far harder in the sec one guy is doing it and the other guy is trying to do it that's the difference between being a great player that could be an nfl quarterback and a guy that i don't know that i'd want on my nfl
3: team um so so let's look at howell's numbers really quick uh 24 out of 31 passing 341 yards had one touchdown one interception he ran the ball 18 times for 101 yards and one touchdown uh, without Josh Downs in this game, I mean, they would have been in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, Downs yep. had 10 receptions for 142 yards, and right. he, he was awesome. Like, at 10, 10 receptions on 12 targets, not bad. Not bad. No, um,
2: no, one guy. One guy. They, have, they have an elite receiver.
3: Yeah. Uh, the only uh, – they, they had two other guys that ran for him. North Carolina did 15 uh, carries for Ty Chandler uh, for 83 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Jones ran seven times for 39 yards. So everybody from North Carolina running the football averaged five point five yards per carry or more. Uh Sam Howell, like running, passing, et cetera, he one, he runs for his life a lot because that offensive line is right. not very good. Uh That's and right. he doesn't have a ton of really good skill weapons. And it's to me, I think he I like I like Corral more, but I don't think that Sam Howell is that far off from him.
2: I think he put him I in think a good Corral situation. is a lot better than him a lot better than i think once again i'll just i'll restate what i said and then i'll stop talking about it Ole miss is worse than than north carolina from a skill position and an offensive line position and a defense position they're just they don't have the talent north carolina has the quality of opponent far superior far superior one guy's doing it and the other guy's not
3: yeah yeah
2: you uh that's like like that has to be a massive separation
3: yeah okay i can i I see where you're coming from i'll disagree a little bit but uh but I I I can't argue a whole lot with you. Can't argue a whole lot. Last game on the board uh that I had written down, Fresno State 30, San Diego State 20. And this was uh this went about the way that I expected. San Diego State was going to have to be able to score in this game. And and they couldn't until late. I mean, this was <laughs> it was it was a strange ball game. Uh Fresno State was up twenty to seven at the half. Uh Jake Hayner.
2: 40, well, at no. one point down this game was twenty to nothing. And yeah. that's when I knew it was over. And yeah. I just watched the BYU game because Fresno State, State you to talk back. about it. Yeah. San Diego State can't they're not scoring twenty unanswered. Like that this offense isn't built that way.
3: Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong about that. Uh Jay twenty five out of forty two passing, three hundred six yards, one touchdown. Uh Mims came in. So Ronnie Rivers did not play in this game, but Mims, 29 carries for 186 yards and two touchdowns against that San Diego State defense. It changes the game when the defense has to prepare against the pass. Like, they, they were not able to bottle up the line of scrimmage, and thus, it left wide open spaces for that running back to be able to get through. He had a long run of 59 yards, but still, 29 for 186 and two touchdowns against this defense. I would not have expected that. Uh, four hundred eighty-five total yards for Fresno State. Now, the surprising part was San Diego State had four hundred twelve total yards here. Uh, San Diego State's biggest issue, though, three turnovers and they gave up. I was just about if, to say, giving
2: yeah, the ball away, man.
3: Gave up uh, two scores on on those turnovers. So you know that's that's rough. You can't do that. This was uh, Fresno State. I think I think is the best team in the Mountain West. Like I, I think they are. Um, they are what they got. Two losses on the season. One of them is outside of conference to Oregon. Uh, lost that one by seven. Fresno State's a hell of a football team, man. Like this is a hell of a football team. And and Calen DeBoer, uh, his name's gonna be up for a whole lot of jobs. Whole lot of jobs come the end. Of I the think season. so too. Yeah, he he's been awesome. He was awesome as Jeff Tedford's offense coordinator. He was awesome last year at Indiana, especially with all the crap that they had to deal with. Uh, With Penix going out and Jack Tuttle and just injuries on the offensive line, et cetera, they found a way to score points anyway. Uh, But Kalen DeBoer has done a magnificent job. Jake Hayner is awesome; like he's just an awesome quarterback, man. I uh, I loved this matchup. It was again basically over once it got to twenty to nothing, so you didn't have to pay attention a whole lot. But you look at uh, you look at some of these numbers, and it was a little bit surprising. A little bit surprising. Uh, final rundown here, just to to get us through stuff to mention, um, and then we'll we'll hop out. This is a little longer than we typically go. Uh, Cal, we talked about that thirty nine to twenty five over Oregon State, Purdue twenty eight to twenty three over Nebraska, and I think Scott Frost is done. This is, I mean, we we kind of thought it anyway. He had a chance to play his way back into this thing uh, because there are some winnable games left on the schedule that we didn't think would be winnable. Uh, but you lose this one at home to Purdue and. I it, Nebraska did not look good. They did not look good at all. And and you called it, by the way. I mean, you you picked Purdue. Um, I thought Nebraska would show up. I, I don't know why I would ever think that. I'm done betting on Nebraska. Period. Like <laughs> I don't I don't I, I keep thinking Purdue this team five is and three,
2: man. Purdue five and three. They, this is a like Jeff Brom's got a good football team. What? Listen, them in Minnesota are the. I, I didn't see that coming in the in the Big Ten. No. Okay, I just didn't.
3: No, uh, I I don't know what to make of. Uh, so so let's look at what Purdue's got remaining here uh, to to close out. They uh, they are three and two in conference, so they're still like in the race. Uh, they do have that loss to Wisconsin, so that that certainly helps. Uh, or hurts? Excuse me. They're five and three overall, but you look at their schedule. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Minnesota, which hurts, and they lost to Wisconsin but now they've got to win over Iowa, they got to win over Illinois and they got to win over Nebraska. They got Michigan State next week, they got Ohio State after that, they got Northwestern, they got Indiana. And just you know, <laughs> it's going to be rough, but yes. I think you could win I think you could win Northwestern and Indiana. You can get to 7 to 5. So, and, and honestly, they they could beat Michigan State this week. I'm not going to put it past them. They host them. Michigan State coming off a big big win, uh, Michigan State has been susceptible, you know. They they almost. I mean, they were in a dogfight with Indiana. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see. I'm not going to. I'm obviously not going to call that. We'll see how inflated the line is this week. But uh, but Purdue ain't a bad football team. Utah 44, UCLA 24. Um, it, okay, so the shine is officially off of of Chip Kelly this season, right? Like,
2: uh, no, because as soon, hang on, as soon as uh, DTR was gone. And didn't play in this game. You knew this game was over. Yeah, I that guy. That guy's special, and the rest of that team is blah.
3: It, but I mean, obviously, you need like
2: more than just a. But they don't have more than that. Yes, you. You're right. You need more than that. They don't have that. Uh,
3: Larry to go Utes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With yeah, with go, go with, Utes.
2: with without without him, that team doesn't go to a bowl game. They don't win six games.
3: Yeah, I, you're you're probably right. Uh, they've got Colorado this week. They got at USC. They got Cal after that. Uh, all winnable games, but not real winnable if you ain't got DTR. So we'll we'll see. I th- what uh, yeah, do. I agree. Um, so Utah, of course, leads the uh, the Pac-12 South now. They are four and one. Arizona State's three and two. UCLA three and three. USC three and three. Um, I, I think we're gonna get our, our Utah and Oregon.
2: Uh, Larry, you think Garber's better than DTR, or you just think he's a better thrower? He's not a better quarterback. I think he's a better
3: passer. I just think, I, all, I think all right, it's well, tougher. there's a lot of
2: guys that are better passers, but that did not mean they're better quarterbacks. The game isn't played one-dimensionally.
3: When did, I didn't – no, I was saying I, I don't think oh, that Gar-
2: – Larry, Larry, not Gary. Oh, Garber's – oh, said sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs>
3: okay, I was like, wait, did I say that? Uh, he said, said Garber's that? a better – throw. Yeah, he. I think he's a better passer overall. Uh, I don't think he's a better player. Like, we'll That's just – you know. Yeah, I, I don't, Larry. I, I could I could see where Larry's coming from, um, but I mean, there's there's so much more than than just passing. Uh, Garber also has some some stuff between the ears. I think uh, <laughs> he stressed, yes, thrower. Yeah, I could. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Florida, I guess we can. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we can let that slide. FAU 28, UTEP 25. Uh, this ended the dream for game day going to El Paso. Uh, but UTEP still, you know, six and two. They fought to get back in this. They were down twenty-eight to ten at one point. Uh, this was the other game that I lost on, on BetUS. Um, but it was twenty-eight to ten in the fourth quarter, and UTEP fought back, got it close, could not get over that hump. Uh, it's a you know, this is a fun football team, UTEP is. They're not great, but Dana DeMel has done a pretty good job rebuilding that program. And yeah, I think they're gonna be at least competent for a while. You're never gonna be great at UTEP. Uh, but the defense is still pretty good. So, uh, Clemson thirty to twenty over Florida State. Uh, I had to mention that one the way that that game ended, dude. Uh, this was this was insane. Uh, the the not fumble Ruski. What do you call it? Like the the backward passing, the, all the the lateraling and whatnot. Forty yards away from the end zone, Clemson's up by three, and you think that. It is not going to cost you a cover or anything else, but those that had Florida State plus nine and a half or that had the total of 49 or 49 and a half, I apologize to you. Uh Kyle, the handicapper that's on the show with us on BetUS, Kyle Hunter, had the under uh under 49 in this game. And who you want to talk about somebody being irate at the end of this? Uh Florida State really probably could have should have won the ball game um but that's a team that's still growing and, and they just made mistakes in this ball game uh and then i, I broke down since 31 Tulane lane 12 i don't is there any other games that uh you feel like we need to hit on nope nope all right let's go ahead and get out of here then you guys have been fantastic go ahead like the video for us there's still a lot of you watching live right now we appreciate that hit that like button make sure you are subscribed to the channel we're trying to get to five thousand uh by the end of football season i think we can get there beforehand um Larry said Kyle is usually spot on. Yes, yes. Kyle had a bad week this week, but he uh we, we're through nine weeks and he's had seven winning weeks. So that's pretty pretty insane. Um he's he's phenomenal. So again, BetUS College football show. SBR College Football Show. There's links in the description to both of those. Go and follow uh, SBR Sports Picks on Twitter for Chris's show for now until they get the YouTube thing uh, figured out. Of course, you see our, our Twitter, and there's also the links in the description. You can follow there at WCE at ChrisBGiannini. And, uh, and the show is brought to you by BetUS, Where the Game Begins, America's premier sports book. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021 and you will get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. Gentlemen, uh, that's a great deal. Great deal. It is Sportsbook exclusive. Go take advantage of it right now. Uh, Chris, is there anything that I have not mentioned? Oh, winningcureseverything.com is the website. You, you find everything you need to know about us over there. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. I think I think that's it. Chris, is that, is that it?
2: That's it. That's let's it. go.
3: Let's go. All right, let's go watch some NFL. Hopefully... Uh, you guys are having a fantastic weekend, a happy Halloween, and maybe the Braves will close this thing out uh, for those long-suffering Braves fans that have been waiting around since 1999. We, uh, we hope that this one knocked it out. With that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash today. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Cures at GaryWCE, or at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to
0: comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants